Yo, Monday, Monday, Monday. Kyle, mm. we got three weeks left. We're already Ooh. sideways. I don't know what happened today, but I think it's going to spill over into the show. So if you're in the auto industry, it's coming at you. Really Welcome. Welcome to Monday. Monday. Not Monday, Monday. This is wild Monday, everybody. It is wild Monday. Today we're going to talk about what to do when there's only three weeks left in the year, which happens to be today is kind of the marker for that. Three weeks. Three weeks. We're going to talk about rental car companies, rolling EV adoption, and uh, why are Christmas colors the way they are? Has to do with something. Oh That's man, Kyle, are you? Am I? Am I lagging up for you? No, you're just lagging for you. Okay. That's that's at Syracuse Internet. Syracuse Internet. <laughs> I love it. We'll take it. It did snow, so you know the internet's figuring out what it's going to do with its life today. Yeah, oh like, man, ah, winter. Ah. <laughs> it was really weird to see snow on the ground. Actually, it's been a long time. Usually, this happens like mid October. <laughs> sounds terrible to me. It is. It's not too bad. But you know, Good we're coming, Brian Ortega. Look at this guy. Get him in the chat. Get him in Look there. He's all the way out in Cali. That's a That's serious wild. face he has on he's his profile pretty, picture. Yeah. Is that that AI generated art it that he's to. looking at? It has. Because he's just not that good looking. Golly. <laughs> oh my wow. That's cold blood. Only I can only do that for him. Only for him. <laughs> only for him. Hey, um, you know, so speaking of cold weather, I'm Stop. It's going to be cold in Nashville next weekend when I'm going to be there. I think I'm just bringing it with me. But next Sorry. week, <laughs> it's, 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 it's appropriate. The year in extravaganza is happening on Tuesday, December 20th from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. We hope you can join us for the live stream. Just go to asotu.com. Scroll down just a tad. You'll see all the links or asotu.com backslash Y or forward slash Y. E-E, year and extravaganza and get all the details on it there we have a two-hour program coming up it's a tonight show style program it's going to be fast moving we have a live band michael cirillo is going to be the the voice in the sky in his little booth we have live guests we have giveaways we have a little game show we're going to do we're going to talk about 20 i did say that talk about what happened in 2022 like year in review and then give a looking ahead to 2023 it's going to be a ton of fun so whether you're at home or at the store or wherever just Turn that sucker on and join in. Ask yeah. some questions. Have fun with the rest of the community in the chat. It really is going to be something special. Yeah, the chat The chat will be something special. I will say that. The chat will be. It was last year. There were over 500 comments just in the chat in, in our live stream. So I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. We're also going to be announcing the winner of the I Need a True Car sweepstakes by True Car. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, you can check the link in the show notes. Uh, it's the I Need a True Car hashtag. I Need a True Car sweepstakes. Uh, true Car is giving away. Ten five thousand uh, dollar gifts to uh, people that need a car this winter. So if you're a dealership, I would lean in and tell people about it. Give them the opportunity. Give your customers the opportunity to win some cash uh, coming around this this uh, holiday season. I just put the wrong hashtag in the comments. Fixed it. We all fixed it. Everybody on the team fixed, fixed it. it. It's it auto corrected to I need a true care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, okay. that, that too, that too, but I need a true card. Check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's got a little catchy hook that every time you say it, the hook goes back into my head and now I can't get it out of my head. So yep. thank you. Thank you very much. Let's talk about a little bit of news ish. We'll talk about news ish today because ish. Kyle, you and I were texting back and forth as we were putting together the show this morning and you're like, all I see is China, Elon Musk, 
right? There's one other thing that you said, an inflation. Interest rates. Interest rates, inflation. Like, how to not start a Monday. Yeah, Let's go with that. Everybody knows all that stuff's going on. Like, what are we going to tell you that's not going to do? So instead, we decided to turn the conversation back inward into the retail auto community from all the people and practitioners we know who are actually doing productive things with their time and emotions. So uh, with three weeks left in the year, what are dealers around the country focusing on? Well, on Clubhouse on Friday, which is an audio uh, audio only social media platform, we had a hundred and like seventy of some of the savviest operators and industry partners in a room talking about this. What are dealers focusing on for the remaining three weeks of the year? Because there's only three weeks left, and that topic of that room very appropriately used cars. We know yeah. used car prices are down, right? The whole market is changing. They're down over sixteen percent what they were in January, still falling, right? So we're figuring out where they're going to land. And one of the biggest conversations around used cars is like, what do you do with your inventory? How do you manage it properly? And so I uh, got a couple tips, Kyle, didn't we? We're, yeah, we're seeing a little bit more age. We're understanding that pricing is is much more dynamic and important than it has been over this over this whole year. So uh, we walked through, I think it was like 16 or 17, just encouragements from practitioners, uh, operators, even even industry partners or co consultants and coaches that, are, that were just talking through, hey, what are some of the things that you can do right now to think about uh, your, your inventory. And I, what was really interesting to me is the majority of the conversation wasn't actually focused on your old age units. It was actually focused on your new age. The newest. Units. Yes. So, it, you know, the, the reality is, is like the way you start is always the way that you finish. It doesn't matter what, what you're doing. Um, and so the, the, the idea being, Hey, look, if you've gotten to your oldest cars, then you're probably too late. Um, so a couple of those things, uh, creating a solid appraisal process, uh, increasing your speed to the, re to retail. So getting it from, you know, the, the acquisition to retail as quick as possible. Um, thinking of a two week supply times two instead of a 30 day supply, just so you can see how the market is moving right now. Um, focusing on your 10 most expensive vehicles, uh, leveraging partnerships outside of your dealership to kind of understand what's going on. And I think the, the highest, most talked about thing in the whole part was protecting the daily trade walk, really understanding, getting into your cars and not just, Kyle, you know, tell, tell for the people that don't understand anything, yeah. what you just said, because this is not just a used car audience. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, is this English? Is this English? Listen, if you're not in the used car department, these are things that your used car department is are focusing on intently every Absolutely. day to keep those keep the world spinning throughout the dealership and fixed stops, especially generating work, uh, generating vehicles for retail sales. Tell people what the trade walk is. Well, well so a good uh, trade walk. Historically, a trade walk looks like this. Uh, typically, the night before or the day before, all the trades end up in the same kind of row or line before they head into service. And so uh, what would happen is kind of uh, an entire team, typically your whole sales team, used car manager, and a lot of times the service manager and detail manager just to kind of wrap around the whole um, process from it getting to retail ready, uh, would walk those trades, kind of pick them apart. Maybe the person that traded for that car would tell a little bit of a story about the customer customer, understand the history of that car. Maybe we already know something about it because we did an inspection. So it's just a way to really, really know your inventory, know what you have, why you have it, be able to offer that car up quickly to people that might be interested in it, as well as kind of understand like, 
oh, that's something that we need to focus on. Maybe I didn't see that yesterday. Someone else saw that chip or that scratch or that bump. Um, but it also allows you, uh, it's not just a trade walk. It's actually a hold lot walk. So the idea is paying attention to your inventory. Maybe it's something that someone didn't notice before that's now getting noticed. Um, and then, you know, Jason Rice was talking about how doing a digital lot walk. So actually getting on your website and doing that same type of inspection process every day is really important. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. focused intent, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, another thing that that has kind of been coming up wasn't in that room, but around is um, the slow return of warranty and parts work into the service department. So if you think about it, when you have a lot of new car business coming through, that generates warranty work, right? Things break, things yep. need to be replaced. And so all that money comes from the OEM under warranty, right? And that feeds your fixed ops department and it feeds your parts department. That hasn't been happening. Obviously, very limited new car supply. So uh, Sioka Group is is one of the groups that's killing this. Uh, I was on site with them, and they were just talking about how they've used this opportunity, right? The, the change, actually, they saw it as opportunity, and they've really dialed in and focused on how to sell customer pay work and customer pay parts properly. And so now, um, as the warranty work does come back, right? You've now built another leg for your department to stand on. So um, that's other, another area of focus in 2023 is continuing to develop the, as warranty comes back, but it's still not back, not even close to where it will be in a year or two from now, leaning into the customer experience and the processes that lead to properly selling your work in your fixed ops department and properly selling parts. So, uh, a world of opportunity in 2023 is what I'm taking away from this. And, uh, you know, as the Good. things come back that we know are going to come back, like new cars, we should all be in a better place. Speaking of getting to a better place. Stop. Hey. Segway. Let's qualify that. Okay. We I got all, you. We all Ready. agree that a better place is a healthier environment. <laughs> I'm feeling stretch. Well, that was actually beach. was messaged in an article. We talked about this probably six months ago about, uh, when Hertz announced some major EV purchases, but basically there's been increased uh, commitment to buy EVs, which is really going to be a big trajectory or a big uh, part of consumer adoption of EVs because like, look, when you rent a car, Everybody knows when you, you drive it like you rented it, right? You get to yep. test it out. You get the, so I'm, um, tell, I'm telling you, just anecdotally, and, and really not even anecdotally, from my 12 years in the retail side of the business, the number of times that customers came in and said, I rented this car on I vacation like and now I like it and I'm buying it is absolutely unbelievable. Lots it's of nodding heads out there. Staggering. That's yep. anecdotal, but everybody knows that they've had that yep. exact experience. Um, did you know one in 10? Vehicles sold in the U.S. are purchased by rental companies. It's wild. That's one Isn't in ten. Ten so, percent of your business to rentals. Hertz alone has committed to buying three hundred seventy-five thousand EVs over the next five years. That's one hundred seventy-five thousand from GM, one hundred thousand from Tesla, sixty-five thousand from Polestar. Um, a quarter of their fleet, one quarter of their fleet, will be EV by the year not wow. 2030, 2024. That's quick. Major, That's major, really quick. major, major. So it's wild because like the last two times that I've rented cars, you know how many charging stations are in the are in the parking lot? Yeah, zero. No. <laughs> <laughs> One. Uh, now it hasn't been from Hertz, but like there's a Hertz literally right down the street. There's not a single charging station in there. So 
that place is going to take take some major change if it's going to want to see 2024. Oh, and then you think of the airport infrastructure, today. you think of all that. Yeah. But I mean, let, literally when you rent a car, right? A lot of times you're not driving more than 300 miles, right? A lot of it's no. local travel, which is a great time to test out driving or riding in an EV. You know, when you're on Uber, right? It's always like, do you want an electric EV ride? Do you want an EV ride? Another opportunity to get an experience in them. Um, but hey, limited supply, not a lot of vehicles to test drive. So like, think of like renting an EV for a day. We'll give you a much better feel or even for a couple of days to see if you actually yeah. like it. I mean, Hertz is, think think of the way Hertz has turned like the pandemic panic where like they just liquidated all their stuff. <laughs> it's sell everything. Shut down locations. Yeah. The whole sell everything. Yards, yeah. But now they have to so build like, the fleet back buying up. Stuff up. They're building yeah. it back up and they get to reconstruct it in the way that they want to do it. I mean, we'll ignore the fact about the bankruptcy and all that. But hey, look, turning <laughs> turning some lemons into some lemonades, <laughs> repositioning for the future and also partnering with BP to build out some more charging infrastructure. So this is like the third charging infrastructure story we've talked about in the last few weeks. So, I mean, it's good to see a lot of, uh, we know the charging infrastructure is a major hesitancy. So as that builds up, EVs will build up. So 2023 looking ahead, more of that. I don't think there's yep. anything, anybody arguing that. Uh, I wish I could think. Speaking of, of restructuring for the future. Oh, sure. Segway. <laughs> well, the past future, you know, the, the restructuring wow. that, that one company did so a long time ago to literally shift an entire culture worldwide in the way that we perceive Christmas and the colors that surround it. So, um, you know, I every once in a while, your kid just asks a question that you got to go research. And this morning, one of my son said, <laughs> hey, why are Christmas colors red and green? I didn't know this was spurred on by a question from your kids. That's and I amazing. was like, I don't know. So, because they're they've always been red and green. Because well, trees are green. Come to find out that uh, back in the 14th century, uh, Celtic peoples revered red and green colored holly plants just as signs of staying through the winter, of vibrance, of life, keeping the earth beautiful. Um, and early in medieval medieval churches, colors like red, green, gold, purple all had a very, um, uh, they were very, very available and had a vibrance that was, uh, that was able to be captured in like the visibility of it. Right. So it like set apart from other colors, popped out from, from other colors. So it created this vibrance around the holidays. Now, the most interesting thing about this is that those colors actually were not like mainstays throughout the world. Actually, when you look back at like Santa Claus, even in many cultures, he was a thin uh, robed person that that had maybe like a purple robe or a gold robe or different colored robes. It wasn't until one of the greatest brand plays of all time that you didn't even know that you didn't even know happened to you. Uh, Coca-Cola hired a gentleman, uh, named, uh, let me get his, let me get his name real quick because this is, this will be on, you, you'll have to answer some Jeopardy, Jeopardy thing question. at some point. Like, I remember. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I cannot find his name. I couldn't find his name either. You have, yeah, it's, know. it's somewhere in one of these articles, but you can click through it. Bob um, no, it's definitely not Bob Smith, but <laughs> he was hired to create a Santa Claus for um, for an advertising campaign. And that was the very first time that a jolly heavy set red and white robed Santa Claus came into existence for a 
Coke commercial. And it actually highlights similar features to his own. It's almost like a, um, a, uh, what's, what do you call it when you paint yourself? I just can't, I just lost the dang words. Um, but it's like a profile Football of thing. him, of the actual artist. So, uh, self portrait. And this was only, this is, yeah, self portrait. This was only like 60 years ago. How crazy is that? Well, it's just modern. It's like, oh man, I would love to ask some like grandparents or great grandparents about what it was like before that. Right. Yeah. Because they could probably tell you, but now it's indistinguishable. Right. And then Coke leaned in on that, the polar bears, the trucks with the Christmas lights on them. And now just, I mean, when you think of Coca-Cola, it's just inherently Christmas. Like you don't think yep. of Pepsi that way at all. Right. Nope, not at all. Wait, wait, what good pop culture brand play to just own a major, the major holiday, <laughs> the just major holiday in. in a culture. Um, hey, look, we hope that you can own the major holiday in your culture. I don't even know what that means, but the bottom line is you can own today, own this Monday, own these last three weeks of the year, and we can own 2023 together.